Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to Lewis Black's Rantcast number 17. And I'm feeling so perky today because it's it's election day. You won't be hearing this uh, until after election day. And, uh, and who knows what world we'll be in then as we stumble through this, the 21st century. Election day, 2020. And I have really only two things to share with you before we... Uh, get started on those uh, terrific rants that have been written. First, let me just say that if if every election that we have been through in my lifetime had been treated as if it was the most important election ever, then this election wouldn't have been the most important election ever. It's astonishing. All of a sudden, oh yeah, boy, oh yeah, we got to vote. It's incredible. It's all that's required, really, minimally. And so I'd like to read you something that I wrote a while ago. It's entitled Vote. This country is a mirror to the world. We reflect every shade of flesh and fantasy, every hope and dream, every faith and tongue, every belief and philosophy that is found on this earth. Our country encompasses the entire human spectacle, from the bestial to the noble, from the grim to the grand, from the prosaic to the mythic, from the real to the surreal, from the horrifying to the magnificent, from the bleak to the beautiful, from the forgotten to the remembered. If all of mankind were to dream the same dream, this country would be its dream. It is this panoply of existence that gives us our inordinate strength while it creates for us our greatest burden. This is the grandest contradiction of our country, one of but a myriad of millions under which we find ourselves now straining. It has made our language seem meaningless and our lives feel numb. It is why our streets are filled with pain and our skies are choked with smoke. It is why we honor the selfish while casting out the poor. It is why we are caught in a nightmare and yet refuse to wake up. But we must. Every so often, each of us, in our way, has to ask ourselves why we make the choices we choose to make. That's what binds us together as a people. That is the joy of our democracy and the greatest form of its celebration is the vote or the opportunity to make that choice. And by making that choice, we awaken and begin anew our dream. 
I wrote that in November of 1986. But enough of my nonsense. So let's move on uh, to the reason you hear the rants for crying out loud. That's what we call it the rant cast. These were written uh, while we were rolling through the great state of North Carolina, where I spent a lot of time, and uh, Tennessee. Uh, North Carolina, when I was uh, really going to school there, was a very red state. But now they think it's going to be a blue state. You'll know uh, by the time you hear this, I'm sure. Sometimes they think it's a purple state, which is what a bruise. Okay, let's stop with the red and the blue and the purple and the amber and the uh the aqua, and all the other bullshit colors, okay? It's nonsense, right? Conservative or liberal, all right, that works. Democrat, Republican, socialist, libertarian, that works. The color scheme is uniforms, all right? It's nonsense. It's a load of crap and represents nothing, and it's tiresome, okay? They got rid of the donkey pretty much and that fucking uh, elephant. Can we get rid of the color scheme? The first city we hit was uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is the key to this whole thing of whether what happens with North Carolina, because that's where the, the folks are rolling into, because uh, a lot of banking being done down there now, I, I gather, a lot of banking. It's uh, People like it. It's sunny, and it's, it can be warm, and it can be nice, and uh, the uh, the price is right. And they're coming from all over the country, so who knows which way it's going to be. And they got a football team. Oh, boy. And a basketball team. What can you say? It was at the Night Theater that we were performing. We've been there a number of times. On from there, we went to uh, where I've got a soft spot to Durham. I know I'm not supposed to because it's the home of Duke University, but I spent a lot of time there visiting my pals when I was in school. Two of my good friends, uh, Ray Larson and Tom Fury, were there. And we spent a lot of time in Durham, which is now where was and will, of course, be again a big foodie place. But at the time, it was not a foodie place. It was really a very strange and odd and kind of a shocking place because it was, and I probably have talked about it. I may have even talked about it during this, uh, the Rantcast stuff. So uh, that you'll be hearing. We performed there at a theater that I, uh, that I really love, the Durham Performing Arts Center. Built really is uh, modeled after the uh, Warner Theater in Washington, which is really one of truly my favorites. So I love the Durham Performing Arts Center. I was asked to perform there. I was the second performer to work there, which is, I, I, I just, I was honored because I followed into that space, the late, great B.B. King. Can't beat that. Uh, a great room to play. Great place to hang out. Nice to see my friend. And then on to Knoxville, Tennessee, to the Bijou Theater. Oh, yeah. The Bijou kind of reminds you of the 30s when you hear that word, Bijou. Jewel box of a theater is what it is. There was a big, big uh, performer in town whose name I don't remember, but you'll be hearing about him soon enough. And uh, I hope all is going well with you after uh, what has been a tumultuous election season. And boy, uh, I can't think of anything more exhausting than a pandemic than an election. Yes, Siri, Bob. Wow. The ads were just spectacular and very clear, clearly defined, especially on the the levels of the Senate and the Congress, you know, gave a real sense of what these people were thinking. It's unbelievable the way we govern ourselves. Okay? It is. Fucking can't explain you guys. Oh, his, his shit smells. No, your shit smells. No, his shit. No, your my, my, my shit. No, your shit. No, my shit. Your shit. Their shit. Smell. That's all they got to say. Your Schmidt goes from your shit smelling to uh, his shit smells, her shit smells. His shit smells, her shit smells. Or her, her shit smells, her shit smells. They're combinations of this. It's mostly about who shit smells. It's not about what anybody's going to do. And that's what I got for you. I'm going to go before I lose my mind. It's, it's really worn me out on so many levels. But it's over. It's done. It's time for us to move on, hopefully to a better place. I hope you are. I hope you are moving on to a better place, and I mean that. I hope all is going well with all of you, and I really want to thank you for listening. And I hope I hope this kind of helps you muddle through these, uh, these shitstorm of a time that we're living through. Uh, it's been a pleasure spending time with you. Take care of each other. We're coming to unite from Charlotte, at the, and we're at the, which is exciting to 
to about 28 people. And, uh, and we're at the Knight Theater. Am I right? All right. Um, Charlotte is a city that uh, I spent time in before Charlotte exploded. I, about, I'm serious, about 35 years ago when uh, I, I had a pr production of a play here. Um, and uh, it was a play called, uh, at the time it was called Hitchin. It was done at a thing called the Ace Charlotte Repertory Theater. And it was, uh, um, and obviously not one of you fucking saw this show. <laughs> You didn't, you, none of you have even heard of the theater. No one was here at that time. There were 12 people in Charlotte. And, um, it, we, but it was really, a, it was a remarkable experience. It was, uh, it was uh, uh, we came down here, it was a play that I thought was gonna be my, was gonna be the reason that I was gonna be able to make it as a playwright. And, uh, and the play was, uh, it was one of its first real professional productions. And I won't, I won't give you the names, but I had a, a really fine actress playing the middle sister in this play, and she was, she was the, uh, the energy of the of a lot of the play, and because she was the funniest character, and also she was a brilliantly funny uh, woman, and she, and this is the character drank a lot, I mean massive amounts. From the, she was a nurse, and she comes, she comes for back for this. Her sister's getting married that day. She's she's been in surgery for 36 hours, and she just starts belting drinks down. And she's fucking phenomenal through this play. And we rehearsed it, and now we did a we did a, a couple of previews, and she's great. And her boyfriend arrives, and her boyfriend had just had been had just quit drinking, and he'd been quit drinking for like three weeks, and he was in AA. And he saw, and he was an actor. Now he's watched her, and he then, it turns out, meets with her after the show and tells her that she's glorifying liquor. Now, the next <laughs> night, what I have is now, I'm thinking, I'm gonna, it's gonna open, it's gonna be great! And now that she's been convinced by him that she's glorifying liquor, now she becomes a depressed alcoholic. So she's now, so the play which had its problems to begin with, which she was masking because she was getting huge laughs, now it was like, holy fuck! She's like, uh, uh. So it really, uh, and that was kind of the beginning of how I ended up on this stage tonight. Um, we, Well, I was here, uh, the, the, uh, the Bakers uh, were in their heyday down the road and I went to see what was going on there. That was a treat. They actually had a Jew detector. <laughs> they did. They had a thing, it would go sarcasm, sarcasm, sarcasm. <laughs> wow, that was just the strangest place I ever, I didn't want to talk, I would just, it, 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 just uh, it, it gives me eczema just to think about it. It's still kind of there, isn't it? Who's there now? It's a ghost town? There's another, there's another preacher there? Wow, maybe I can get that gig. <laughs> the church of two day free shipping. This is, uh, so this is from uh, the folks in the audience. This is Lindsay Hughes. The joke's on us to where the fucking joke is on me. I thought I had an aisle seat, but there's a goddamn wall next to me. <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe show that on the seating chart. <laughs> talk, talk to the people in charge, Lindsay. I, don't, I didn't make the seating chart. <laughs> I'm sorry, you, but that's... It's a nice wall. <laughs> I love though the fact that it's like it's my you fucking son of a bitch. God damn it! Can't believe you spent all day with the fucking seating chart. Yeah, I sat around. I fucking do this thing. I had a ruler out. I said, let's fuck Lindsay. 
This is from Eric Goldstein. Why the hell is it 25 degrees in Charlotte in November? You know why? Um, because, and this is, I've said this a few times. Um, uh, one of the, 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 the thing that I think is most tragic of all of the things, people yell and scream about this, the, the president. And uh, the only thing I blame on him is I believe that he, and he alone, uh, has, has destroyed weather. <laughs> and if you go back and look since his election, and I don't care if you like him, go ahead and look at the facts here. And it's certainly not something you can yell at me about because you didn't come here now. You, you can't go, boy, hey, God damn it. I'm telling you, he destroyed weather. All right? That's my problem with him. Okay? So you can be as upset you want with me. But that's what he did. And you walk out there tonight and you realize it's his fault. And, and it is. Because I believe Mother Nature is part of the Me Too movement. Sure, I'll hear about that. This is, I can't remember, there's no name here. Let's see, no. When old comics, referring to me, I guess, want to pretend they are socially hip by making audience members text their rant in a theater with no cell phone service and crappy Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, I'm not, I've never thought of myself as socially hip. So that's wrong. Um, the, uh, the no cell phone service and crappy Wi-Fi. How did I get this? Did this come through smoke signals? Fuck not. And I didn't make you do it. 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 Okay. I don't know what you need to see a shrink. Okay, I have, I talked to my shrink today and there's certain things I do in response to things. I didn't, just cause I, we said, uh, please send in a rant. That wasn't like, holy fuck, I gotta send in a rant. No, no, all right? And it's not about being socially hip. It's about creating a show that's about Charlotte. And then tomorrow night it'll be about Durham. And the next night it'll be about Knoxville and nobody else is doing that. That's why I do it. And if I was socially hip, my fucking audience would be younger, you fuck. Right. Old comics, god damn it. I don't need to be told that, I know that. Okay? <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. This is uh, Jessica Auslander. I want to thank my dad, Cal, for the tickets. He was supposed to be here tonight, but my parents are visiting my brother in Kansas instead. My husband and I have three kids, so we don't get to say fuck a lot anymore. <laughs> Thanks for helping us make up for lost time. See, uh, this is Sophie Gaynor. I'm a barista, and the holidays are terrible. There was this one customer who called me the other day to complain about not getting her coffee fast enough in the drive-thru. In the drive-thru! <laughs> are you shitting me? It's like, hello, there are other customers besides you in the store and drive-thru. It pisses me off that people think I have an effect on your appointments and life. Not my fault that you decided to go into a long line just before your appointment, Karen. It's unbelievable in a drive-thru coffee. Fucking unbelievable. You're going to a meeting, you fuck. They should have coffee there. And if they don't have coffee there, you shouldn't be going to a meeting. This is from Alicia, who I think is here. Alicia Richards, I love when Hillary Clinton was defeated. Okay. Um, 
And, and so it's really worked out for you, huh? I don't know if you're here, Alicia, but what I will tell you is, is what I said from the very beginning, the very first night that I worked after the election, it was the first time in my lifetime that two people were nominated that nobody fucking liked. I'd never seen that. It was unbelievable. Nobody liked either of them. It was like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> People voted against. Nobody voted for. It's unbelievable. But I'm saying that's why you loved it. Because you went, fuck, I voted against her. Fuck. I really got her. And yourself simultaneously. <laughs> And then Ali Busquette says, why can't we just protect the damn whistleblower? We, but we, well, here's what I find insane about it is that um, uh, the whistleblower went, mm -mm, and that's it. Now all the other people have come forward. So why do we need him or her or whoever it is? There's no need for that person. But what they keep talking about, which I find completely psychotic, but I found it psychotic when Democrats do it and when Republicans do it, that they come up with some sort of a, boy, there's been uh, they, this whistleblower got all these people together. Because that's what they're saying. That's what, I, that's what I heard during part of the testimony. This is, I don't know why we don't have the whistleblower, because the whistleblower is the one who got these people together and he wrapped and he got them all involved. Are you shitting me? It's not a conspiracy. The whistleblower went, I think there's something wrong. And then a whole bunch of people went, holy fuck, there's something wrong. <laughs> the whole whistleblower thing is vital. And, they, and to have these people, including Rand, uh, Rand Paul, who, who's, who, who's really only claim to fame is Moose. <laughs> To, to, to throw us a blood, then that's, that's the way this works. I mean, we, we spent a whole fucking ton of time in, our, in my lifetime without something, without whistleblowers and without protecting them. And it's high time you just go, it's called Tufsky Shitsky. <laughs> okay? Because if you do that, you fucking idiots. It's the Republicans are dumber than posts and so are the Democrats. You're going to go ahead? Go ahead, do that. And then the Democrats will turn around and do it to you. Okay? So you're an idiot. That's, that's the problem. And, and those of you who didn't applaud are all hiding the whistleblower. <laughs> this is one of the, the greatest things I've ever received. This is from Eric Rishi or Rishé. Uh, he's here tonight. My, my dad finally decided to play catch with me at the age of 47. Eric, see, Eric, I think the rest of these people were pricks, okay? I think that their, their lack of sense of what that meant to you that, and that you shared that with us is psychotic. <laughs> That's just one of the most psychotic things I've ever read. How old's your dad must be like about 84. Son of a bitch. How long did the catch last? About six minutes? This is from Ryan. I don't think Ryan is here, but I really like this. Um, I'm, I'm sick and fucking tired of every time I go to a store on my lunch break to pick up something that I need, and I'm stopped by fellow, by fellow patrons and asked about an item. Everyone needs to understand that just because I still have my company ID badge hanging from my belt doesn't mean that I fucking work here. <laughs> I had a rough morning at the office and wasn't in the mood for some asshole to bother me, so I decided to teach one little prick a lesson. This man approaches me and asks me if we sell minus 40 degree windshield washer fluid. Instead of my usual response of, sorry, I don't work here, I instead said, oh, we do. But he would need to call in an order for it because we are fresh out. I pulled up my phone and gave him a 1-800 number, a 1-800 number that spelled out 1-800-BIG-TITS. Spelled out <laughs> 
And then I walked away. My afternoon in the office was made much better knowing that that asshole called the number to order windshield washer fluid and was greeted with moans of phone sex women of large breasts. <laughs> That'll teach the bastard. Or maybe not. And I, I leave you with this because uh, I just think... Uh, uh, it's important. I did a uh, we did a benefit last night for uh, on Tuesday. I did a benefit for um, autism for Pathfinders for Autism and uh, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And uh, and I don't get uh, it, it's never so I never get something like this. Is I'm Nicholas. I have autism and I'm pissed. And here's why: pointing finger, um, speech. Not only do I have autism, I couldn't fucking hear for the first four years of my life, so nobody understands for shit what I say. My mother, who is practically useless, <laughs> like your parents, Lewis. <laughs> Help me get my driver's license. What a gift. What a fucking gift! The road is full of Cretans who, could, who would cut off their own grandmother to get a few feet ahead. There seems to be no speed limit, and left lane cruisers think that there is there, is there, that is their individual lane. Can't pass anyone, and I've got some Mack truck on my ass. Where is the fucking courtesy? And that's not all. Night driving is the worst. I check my rear view mirror, and it seems like I'm being followed by pastel jelly beans. <laughs> What's wrong with white headlights? Pink, blue, green, everyone wants to be so fucking special. It's not working, fuckers! People, just people. I'm the one with autism, but they don't communicate. On their phones the whole goddamn day, choosing a trajectory for launching cartoon birds aimed at innocent cartoon pigs, seeing if their imaginary crop of asparagus is ready to harvest <laughs> while shopping! And there's one particular person who consumes most of my daily quota of disdain and disgust, the fruit basket Philistine in the White House, whose spaghetti hair would be even more fantastic with marinara sauce and a meatball or two. I'm autistic, and I can see through the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I can, I can't, I can't, I can't take another day of his dipshittery. <laughs> Girls, grr, where the fuck are they? I'm a bloody delight. I have autism, not the goddamn measles. <laughs> I like a sweet, cherry-lipped, natural, red-headed girl as much as the next red-blooded American. But no, I'm not their type. So I'm in the audience tonight, Lewis, because you are one of the few freaking lights in my life. I'm wearing your candy corn hating shirt because I couldn't agree more. Three colorful layers of shit, I salute you. That's, that's really... Uh, I'm a nice guy like you, Lewis, but I get angry too. Thank you for the supporting Pathfinders for Autism since there's no help for autistic adults. My useless mother is with me tonight. <laughs> and we love you and have waited a long time to see you. Thanks for the laughs. Thank you very much, Nicholas. Thank you, Charlotte. you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. We are coming to you live from the Durham Performing Arts Center in Durham, North Carolina. Where I spent a good chunk of my youth. Um, I, went, I went to the University of North Carolina. And, uh, and, I, uh, and I spent a lot of time uh, going to uh, spend time with my friends, uh, Ray Larson and Tom Fiore at, uh, at Duke University. And, uh, <laughs> interesting, not as many people from Duke here tonight. And, <laughs> and, after, and after the fucking outreach program. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's completely changed down here from the time that we arrived, when we first came down here and I came down in 67 and um, it's, it's a totally different place. It, it used to be from my dorm to, to my friend's dorm was uh, at Duke from Chapel Hill to Duke was 20, 25 minutes. And now you can't even get a chopper to get you there. <laughs> um, and if you've not been down here, it's uh, it's well worth a visit. It's a really, uh, it's, um, I'm just going to, what's really fascinating being here in Durham, and it, it shows the mentality you get into being in a town that you spend so much time in. When I w went to, to school down here, Durham could only be described as a sh shithole. <laughs> Get over it. Um, and so when I first came down here and they started, DPAC had been, was being built and, the, um, uh, and all of these uh, new condos were being built. And the condos, you could get a condo here for like eighty to $100,000. And I, because I'd been here before, I was literally, your brain still is locked into its 1967. Who the fuck would buy a fucking condo in Durham, North Carolina for $100,000? What kind of a schmuck? Well, yeah, well, you're the schmuck. They now have a high rise. This fucking performing arts center, to be honest, is one of the most uh, beautiful in the country for a new facility. And, uh, 
And I was lucky enough, I performed as the, I was the second performer here, so it's always been a bit of pride. The, the, I, I followed B.B. King. He was the first. So, uh, and, um, and the great thing, too, one of the reasons, the other reason I would come to Durham was because the American Tobacco Company was here. And, uh, and you could take a bus here for, for fucking nothing and get off, and then you take a tour of the American Tobacco Company, they show you how they make cigarettes, and at the end of the fucking tour, they'd give you three fucking cartons. Yeah. And now it's like, oh God, what, 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 but then, are you shitting me? Three smokes? And I could go back to school. Wow! It was like I was, I, it was literally like it was World War II. And I'd come back from the war. Look! Cigarettes for everybody! <laughs> now it's all this. It's, up, it's office buildings and all. It's the American tobacco. Fuck not lodge. Fuck everything. <laughs> So we'll start with, uh, this is actually was written in Charlotte. I missed it last night, but it's, uh, and we never get this, but I did, this is from Rebecca Hall. I know most of these will be negative, but today I got a promotion that I've been waiting on for about a year. It took a while, but I'm so grateful to the company and my amazing coworkers who have supported me every step of the way. And then there's a little heart. See? See, some people are happy. I get, I get so few of those that it was so exciting that somebody had the courage to send it in. And I thought, and I'm sure it was thinking, nobody's going to read that fucking thing. Now, now let's get back to the folks, you know, the, my, my core audience. Michael Coyle, the woman to my left who just shook a stink bug out of her purse. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Wow. It's one of the reasons I moved. Well, three, this is from John Kay. Uh, what the fuck? Why is it that every time I get to the end of my driveway on an old country road, there's always some douchebag passing by at the exact second I want to pull out? <laughs> now I got to wait. <laughs> Same thing happens on the way home. <laughs> the reason, John, is there's uh, actually uh, someone who's been hired and makes a really good living <laughs> tormenting you. And they go, here he's coming, he's coming. And then they've got GPS on you, they got everything. He's coming, he's gonna get closer. Yep, he says, oh yeah, now bring it slow up, slow up, yes, here we go, here we go. yes, now stop now! Good luck tonight, John. This is, uh, I'm, I was in a store, this is Ron, these are back to back, Ron Tomaszewski. I was in a Starbucks in early November and it was full of fucking Christmas shit. I think the crazy Christians have gone so far now that Christmas is waging a war on Thanksgiving. And it was fucking Veterans Day. What about the troops? It's true. Well, I hope they have a merry fucking Thanksgiving. Uh, Ron, if you really want to get a sense, we uh, just, uh, yes, the other day we were in, a, even before that, a couple of weeks ago, we were in a uh, uh, Cracker Barrel where, uh, where it's like elves, like, inseminate. <laughs> I'm serious. They come in and inseminate the store. Seriously. The, the whole place smells like elf cum. It's staggering. It's staggering. They monitor Jews there now. 
Just during the Christmas season. Just during the Christmas season. It's over the top, though. Fucking, it is unfuck believable. Uh, <laughs> Erica, just in case, Erica Carper backs him up. People skipping over Halloween and Thanksgiving holiday and jumping right to Christmas. Slow the fuck down, you maniacs. Let me eat my turkey and stuffing for the love of all things cranberry. <laughs> It is unbelievable. They just keep jacking it up, jacking it up. It's New Year's for me now. I've skipped all that shit. I'm already celebrating New Year's. It's fucking unbelievable. And then New Year's coming, it's July 4th. Ah, oh, fuck. Ooh. God damn it. And it's like February out there. It's fucking February. We might as well skip Christmas anyway. It's like fucking February. This is interesting. I hadn't heard this before. Uh, this is from Lucinda McKethan, who's, uh, she believes that uh, Confederate hero statues shouldn't be torn down. They should be dressed up in tutus, drag queen stuff. <laughs> Mini pearl hats. Leave mementos like uh, Tammy Faye's makeup. <laughs> wow. There was a... Uh, there was a statue that was torn down at um, my campus, the Silent Sam. It was this statue of a Confederate soldier. And, um, and then, there, but there was a law, there's you can't tear the statue down. <laughs> well, whatever. To be honest, I, I was in that school for five years. I never, ever read who the fuck he was. I thought, it, I literally thought until the shit hit the fan, to give you an idea of how oblivious I was, because I was in theater school and we were doing important work. Fucking important drama. God damn it. I don't have time to stop and I had to read Chekhov, you fuckers. Who's got time to read what's on a statue? I thought it was a statue to all the Confederate war, all the dead, North and South. That's what I did. That's what I thought it was a memorial to. So imagine my fucking shock. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's like, really? Holy fuck. I passed it five million times. Never once. No curiosity. Zippo. He's <laughs> wearing that goofy hat. I said, that's not a Confederate. If he had a Confederate hat, it might have been a tip off. Damn it. This is from Rachel. <laughs> this is good, right? Rachel Adamson, she's here tonight. When do people stop putting literally the least amount of effort toward personal hygiene? <laughs> oh, wait. I always like when women write stuff like this. Specifically, what the fuck is up with men not washing their hands after they use the restroom? I sit around the corner from the men's room at work, and you wouldn't believe how many fucking assholes come out while the fucking toilet is still flushing. <laughs> Disgusting. What is that about? It's 15 seconds. I don't want to touch shit you've touched with your dick hands. <laughs> this is Leah Holmes, last minute walk-ins. I'm a veterinarian, and after I've been cutting off the balls of Turner and Hooch all day, the last thing I want to do before I clock out in five minutes is to pull a dirty sock out of Lucky's intestines because you were too goddamn lazy to put the laundry in the hamper. <laughs> Yes, sirree. So things could be worse. Wow. Oh, God. That's the, that's the part of being a vet. <laughs> this is from Samantha Dosher. I'm the 22-year-old female, recently moved to North Carolina from Long Island, New York. I've decided that all men are terrible. How should I proceed? Um... <laughs> I mean, there's that leap you could take. <laughs> I'm just saying, but uh, 
you, you'll, you'll, you know, you, you'll find out that not all men are terrible. You'll, you'll be able to find one specific man who's really fucking worse than all of them. Because <laughs> you'll think you've, and I mean it, and that's the worst part, Samantha. You go, fuck, I finally found him. Shit! <laughs> my wife and I have been happily married, happily retired for 10 years. Recently, my daughter, her husband, their two-year-old, their five-month-old moved in with us. Did you hear the sound of that, Ted? I hope that comforts you. What the hell do we do now? We paid for their wedding. Isn't that the same as a legal severance package? Then, of course, we're followed by, there was more shit in this about, and I, I just didn't even know where to start. There was so much stuff written about, and the most that I've read anywhere about, um, you know, uh, baby boomer, boomers and millennials. It was like, the fucking, just fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> and so I just picked this one really because there was like a hundred of them. You guys maybe want to, maybe want to sit down, maybe have some sort of a meeting. <laughs> I recently read that, Tom Proctor said, I recently read that millennials are pissed at boomers like me because we won't retire so they can take our jobs. Fine, I'll retire so my 32-year-old daughter can have my job. I'll just live in her basement instead of her living in mine. <laughs> And we'll end with this, because you'll all be going to bars. Um, and before, uh, before I close, I just want to thank you all for coming out this evening. And this, and what is truly dog shit weather. And, uh, and it's just nice to be back in, uh, the, the, in, in this whole area. It's really a pleasure. I just uh, wish, the, I wish the weather was a little better, but but it never works out that way. So, but, uh, but, and, uh, and really, and, and it's always thanks to the staff at DPAC because uh, it's really nice to be back here. And if, you, if you've not been to the Hotel 21C and looked at the art gallery there, it's well worth your time. I'm serious. It's, it, there's, we stay at all of them around the country, and I get nothing for it, so shut up, okay? <laughs> I don't. I just think they're great hotels. And, uh, and, the, and the exhibit here is really interesting, so it's worth your time. Um, this is from John. I'm writing to you today as a matter of public safety awareness. I've been working in a variety of bars in the past few years in order to pay for my college education, and I'm ready to snap at the amount of bullshit I have to put up with on a weekend basis with the whiplash. And no, I'm not speaking metaphorically because I've had to turn my neck so fast it spasmed several occasions as the kind of orders I've heard. I can live with the fresh-faced 21-year-old college girls who only want Jaeger bombs, lemon drop martinis, and the occasional pina colada. But if one more JCPenney-suited asshole <laughs> trying to impress his freshly painted mannequin, he calls a date by telling me how to mix a proper perfect Manhattan or asking for a martini like he's James Bond's understudy, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to make a wine, take a wine glass and jab their stem in their eye. <laughs> Be good to each other. Take care. Good night, Durham. We are at the Historic Bijou Theater in Knoxville, Tennessee, home of the University of Tennessee Volunteers. You had a rough football season, right? But you got a good basketball team, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, fuck, and the rest of you that don't like basketball? It started, basketball started. You can fucking perk up. 
It's what you got, fuckers. You can get on board. <laughs> I, went to, I went to the University of North Carolina, so basketball kind of, I'm, so I'm kind of like always, I'm big on basketball. So, and I like, and, I, and I've watched your team a lot. I like your team. I like, uh, I like your, 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 your fucking basketball team. I like, I like your basketball team, obviously, more than you fuckers do. No, it's a beautiful town. It's really quite a, a beautiful town here, and it's uh, well worth a visit. And um, but, you, you, but but not but it, 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 you have. It, but tonight, I would say there were a lot of opportunities for shows tonight. <laughs> uh, there's, I believe, the Goo Goo Dolls are playing around the corner. <laughs> not not the Goo Goo Clusters. <laughs> Oh, boy, I'm knocking my own socks off. <laughs> there are people in other countries who watch this who go, what is this goo-goo cluster? I'm not going to fucking explain it. <laughs> Just go online and order some, and you're going to be in heaven. Um, and the, free Two-day free shipping, yes. <laughs> very good. A very good callback. So they're, they're playing over there, and they're in a big theater, and then, um, and then Garth Brooks, unbeknownst to anybody, <laughs> is, is playing tonight in what is rapidly dropping temperatures <laughs> in the football stadium, because the team is run out of town and is hiding somewhere. <laughs> And there were 800 people left who had nowhere to go. And 400 of them had no heat. And so they said, fuck, I don't really like Lewis Black, but I'm going to go get near, get near a fucking heater. One member of the audience was actually thrown out of a Marriott, and we're dealing with a legal problem there. It's a very exciting night, very exciting. I'm sure that others were thrown out of their Airbnbs. So we'll start with this is from Paul F. What fucking Brainiac decided to schedule this concert on the same night that 85,000 Garth Brooks maniacs would be in town? We scheduled it first. And Garth Brooks has always been known. They go, where is he? Where's he playing? Let's track that son of a bitch. He always brings a crowd, at least 800, 900 people, son of a bitch. And we'll pick up the strays. <laughs> Christy Campbell, I'm gonna read all of these just to get it off my chest and the chest of the audience. Garth Brooks takes up all the parking spaces, fills up all the hotels, forces restaurants and bars to shut their kitchen down because they're overwhelmed, causes two hours waits at restaurants. We could really do without all of that. <laughs> Lisa Alstead said uh, Garth Brooks announcing a stadium show for tonight, thereby taking up all the parking spaces for those of us who bought our tickets in May. And then finally, <laughs> Jesse McCamey, 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 uh, it's McCamey, right? Yeah, McCamey would be, then we'd have to throw you out because you're a commie. <laughs> or, you could, or you could get work at the White House. <laughs> we got a really good deal with the Chinese. It's all working out. Everything's good. <laughs> and special thanks to Garth fucking Brooks for, for bringing out 80,000 morons. Well, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. It took 45 minutes to find a parking place, a 20-minute walk away. Not to mention almost witnessing a meathead start a fight because his truck didn't fit in the parking garage. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Keith Hopko, a Tennessee turn is a right turn 
from the left lane without a turn signal. <laughs> wow. This is from Holly Noling. Cupcakes. They're just small pieces of cake. You can make cake in your house and just not eat the whole damn thing. And now we have cakes made out of cupcakes. Just make a fucking cake at your house. Then someone created the giant cupcake. It's just a big fucking cake. that you can make in your own home for a dollar. <laughs> Those, see, that's my favorite stuff. <laughs> when people just get onto some fucking thing that has never crossed my mind. <laughs> it just irritates the shit out of them the way many things irritate the shit out of me. And not even major, just like so, like it's like, God damn it, it's not like an issue over tariffs or your fucking electric bill. It's that goddamn cupcake. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> now this is Stacy Wells, and she'd like to point out that our county mayor is a professional fucking wrestler. <laughs> who officiates as a side hustle, like an Uber driver. Is that true? It just went, boy, we got to get this wrestler. <laughs> that is... Son of a bitch. <laughs> Tennessee. Our canon says... What's funny is, is the, one of the guys who works in the building I live in is a, was a wrestler and actually officiates um, high school wrestling. I can't wait to tell him he can run for mayor. <laughs> I'm going to work as his campaign manager. He's going to be the mayor of fucking New York. I'm going to have videos, you know, people being paid, slap, hey, you're out! <laughs> Vote for Nick. Arcan in Tennessee is being run by a, in parentheses, very polite mob of religious extremists. Well, that's good news. Tennessee was the home of the Scopes trial, right? Yeah, fucking A. Oh, Siri, Bob, that was a step in the right direction, wasn't it? One of the reasons the Scopes trial occurred and the reason that it went the way it did was because there was no air conditioning. Wow. They, oh yeah, no, I've got, I left it out. There's a, one of the things that I'm going to be, I didn't do it here this evening, but one of the things that I had, one of the articles I had was a, uh, that your legislature, speaking of extremism, who are religious or not, your legislature uh, said that they, you could carry weapons, right? Into, you could carry a gun into the legislature, right? Yeah, you're very quiet now. <laughs> very quiet. Yeah, I caught you at something. You, but you can't bring in homemade signs. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, you can't bring in homemade signs because those, your legislature said, they're not a religious extremist. They're fucking insane. They're fucking insane. It wouldn't, I mean, really, literally. To say, well, it's one thing, okay, you want, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have guns in there, Okay? You can't say you can't bring in signs because they considered the signs to be 
dangerous. There's certain places in the country, there's certain cities like Seattle, if that was the case, if you couldn't bring a sign into a building or something, the, the whole city would shut down. <laughs> this, uh, this is from uh, Patrick. Patrick says, I cannot help but yell. This is to back up me. I cannot help yell at the top of my voice because of all the bullshit in this country. That's just, uh, I read that to make myself feel better. <laughs> And I'm going to read you two more. Uh, this I just like because it's a really, it's just a, it's just a, that <laughs> somebody sat down and wrote this. this is Carrie Ferrari. Last night I came home to a teeny mouse by my chair. They come in sometimes when it gets cold or too dry, and the cats had apparently caught it and left it as a gift for me. My son says, that's not a gift, Mom. It's a death threat. <laughs> Usually, they will just terrorize the little guys till I can catch them and put them outside. But this poor creature looked like it was already gone. When I went to scoop it onto a paper plate to give it a proper trash can burial, I discovered it was still, still alive but seriously hurt. Once I stopped freaking the fuck out and having almost picked up a live mouse with the potential to scurry up my sleeve, I started to feel bad for the little fucker. I'm not a fan of mice in the house. That's why I have two cats to scare the shit out of them so they can leave their, on their own if they have any sense. But it isn't personal, and as far as household pests goes, they're pretty polite. So to see it in pain and possibly paralyzed was just too much. And I'm not the kind who's going to be able to put it out of its misery. Flash forward to me at 2 a.m., this is so great. This is fucking has driven her nuts. And then she has to write about it. <laughs> I'm sitting on the floor with a wounded mouse <laughs> and some emergency weed I found. Uh, no, it gets better. Blowing, blowing smoke into its little face. To try, to try to help relieve its pain and calm it down. It seemed to help. That's the first time I've ever seen a mouse smile. Today it seems to be doing better. It's moving around more. And I think it knows I'm trying to help it because it no longer freaks out every time I come near. Though to be fair, that might be the weed. <laughs> And as I gaze upon the little circle of shredded cheese, pumpkin seeds, and the bottle cap of water that I place near it in case it gets hungry or thirsty, I have to, I have to take a moment to question my sanity. What does one name a partially paralyzed stoner mouse? What do I hope to get out of this relationship? I would like it to either pass peacefully or heal enough for me to put it outside with at least half a chance of survival. But now we're fucking bonded or some shit. A mom and her mouse. The classic American tale. Life is weird. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Knoxville. You were terrific. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Ha <laughs> Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. 
executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.